Steph and Kate from Cocktails with a Blonde and Brunette. We are so excited to talk to you today about something that some of you didn't quite know what it was. Uh, We did a little post in our group and some of you were like, what is that? And so today we're going to talk about BDSM and Kate's Mm going to give us a little rundown on what exactly BDSM is because it's not your typical... Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Um, it's actually has a lot more respect and a lot more love involved into it. So Kate's yeah. going to kick us off with a bit of a intro to BDSM. Mm-hmm. So the first thing we should talk about is like what the heck is BDSM? So BDSM stands for bondage and discipline and dominance and submission and sado and max- masochism. So they kind of put them all together because BDSM is a lot easier to say than saying all of those things together. And we'll get into what some of those things mean too. And Steph's got a bunch of information on all the different types of people or roles that you would play in BDSM to talk about as well. And I think a lot of people think BDSM involves sex always, always, but it doesn't necessarily. It could just be that you have what they they call BDSM experiences scenes. So you could just have a scene where it's about just the BDSM and there is no penetration. It doesn't have to be about sex. No, it's like if you see like a dominatrix, it's not necessarily for sex. Sometimes you just want to be told what to do. <laughs> hmm. Right. There is a lot about like sensuality and feeling. There's always, it always has something to do with feeling But penetration is not necessary. And like Steph said, it's a turn on, but it doesn't necessarily lead to the actual act of sex. So seeing a dominatrix and, you know, having her tell you what to do or whip you or whatever does not involve sex in any way. So I think that's one thing that people really need to make the distinction of with BDSM, that you don't have to have sex to be part of it. No. Um, there's also, I guess, a stigma that exists around BDSM that people believe if you are involved in BDSM, it means that in some point in your life, you've either been abused or there's been trauma or there's something definitely wrong with you, but it's not, it's just a way for people to get off, like, or to get turned on. Regular people do it. Your teacher could have been somebody who is into BDSM or the lady who works at the grocery store. There's no telltale signs, and it does not mean in any way that you come from a traumatized background or that at any point you have been sexually assaulted. No, it's kind of just like a fetish, and if anything, it could probably Mm -hmm. help people who have been abused. Um, Mm -hmm. and I mean that like the more we dive into it, the more you might understand why I say that. But if you are someone who has been through like a lot of trauma and abuse, it can actually help you with getting back some of that power that it stole from you. Confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Regaining power and confidence for sure. So, but it is just for everybody, right? It's just whether you like it or whether you don't, there's no prerequisite mental health or trauma background. It's just for regular everyday people. Yep. Which I think is really important for all of us to acknowledge because they think there is a lot of judgment around BDSM. 
When really, oh, like sure. people just find it hot. Yeah. Yeah. Just Although I time. think more people are talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you you see people talking about taking ropes courses and you see people talking about like being tied up or, you know, there's all different things that come out. And I'm sure that probably most of us at some point in our sex lives do some form of BDSM without even For knowing sure. A hundred percent. It's a very big umbrella. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Um, so that being said, it also means that people who are into BDSM are just as mentally stable as people who love to have vanilla sex, right? Like yeah. there's no difference in their mental health. It's just a thing that they love. It's just what turns them uh, on. Yeah. So having said that, we maybe can talk about what it entails to be involved in BDSM, what the different roles are, and how you distinguish between the roles. Yeah, well, typically there's always going to be someone who's dominant and there's always going to be someone who's submissive. Um, mm-hmm. Or there could be one person who's dominant and a couple of people who are submissive or a couple, like you can do this in, in group activities as well. Um, but they yeah. typically go into like dominant and submissive. So if you're going more the dominant role, you want to be in charge. You want to be the person kind of running the show, telling people what to do. Um, you would be considered a top. So like, and not like in the gay community, like top bottom. It's not like that. Uh, they call you a top. And that basically means that you're going to be the person who is doing the tying up, the giving the orders, the taking the charge, saying what they like or don't like. Um, They like to basically control their partner primarily. And it's a way for that submissive partner to get pleasure um, and stuff. And also, if you are the top, the submissive partner can instruct you on what they want you to do. It's just up to you if you're going to listen or not. Mm. So the roles can kind of go back and forth. Um, you've also heard the term like dom or dame or dominatrix, um, male, female mm-hmm. versions. Um, the difference between kind of like a dom, like a male identifying or a dame, like a female identifying um, and a top is that neither will follow instructions given by somebody else. So a top will follow instructions from the bottom, quote unquote, the submissive person, whereas with mm-hmm. the dom role, you're calling all of the shots. So you're not only just tying up, you're not only just whipping, doing all that stuff. You're literally saying what goes like Mm -hmm. whatever's going on. You like you're giving the orders that person that is your sub, your submissive person is listening and doing everything that you tell them to do. So that's kind of the difference. And keep in mind, obviously, there's respect and rules and things are talked about Mm -hmm. beforehand. You don't have to do anything you're not comfortable doing. But that's typically, if you're looking for a dom, you're a submissive person who literally wants to just give them free reign. They know what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do, and they're Mm going to call all the shots. You're basically not going to say a word unless you're told to say that word. So that's Mm -hmm. the difference between that. There's also in terms of the dominating role, like a master or a mistress. Um, So this is kind of just more of like a spiritual way of looking at the relationship. So the mistress or the master basically owns their partner. They have rights Mm. to their partner. 
um, their partner's body is their slave kind of thing. So same idea. It's just more of a, I don't know, kind of a tantric, like this is my property. Your body is mine. Like these breasts are mine. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's a little softer. Okay. It's not so much like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, like you're going to do this. You're going to do that. It's a little more like sensual, you know, it's yeah. Um, and then you can go into like your daddy, mommy roles, um, which some people find kind of offensive, but it's more of a, it's more of like a inner child thing. So this is where people probably think trauma and abuse is necessary, but it's not, Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like some people want to be taken care of. So if you're Mm -hmm. that woman who wants to be taken care of, you'll get like a, like a, a daddy dom, I guess. And generally the mummy or the daddy or whatever you want to call it, they're in like full control. Um, okay. So, but it's on an emotional level too. Mm-hmm. So there'd be like a lot more talking and a lot more activity as opposed to like just sex. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So there's a lot of like rewarding the person and spoiling the person, but also mm-hmm. like disciplining and punishing the person. Okay. So it can kind of go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but these relationships tend to be more like loving and long-term. Like it's not something that's like you just go to a club and meet somebody. Um, these tend to be more kind of long-term. Mm-hmm. Then you get into your like submissive types, which there's a lot more submissive types than there are domination. Okay. Um, so just like there's a top, there's a bottom. Uh, so for the bottom, they're the person being tied up, spanked, submitting temporarily. Um, they also don't have to be totally like receptive to their partner. So like if, for example, like a female dominant can command her submissive to penetrate her, to like do things to her. So it's not necessarily like a one-sided mm. okay. control. Mm-hmm. And then you have your sub. Uh, which could be a male or a female. Uh, But the difference between a sub and a bottom is that the sub essentially does not give any instructions, but they set limits on what like the dominant person can do. Okay. So they're not necessarily like telling them what to do, but beforehand you'll know what's allowed and what's not allowed from a sub. Mm. Okay. So it's kind of like pre-planned. Mm-hmm. Not the most fun, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, basically, it would be your submissive's choice to follow your orders or your commands during that time. Okay. So it's a little more open-ended, if you want to say that. And then you have, like, the slave. You hear, you hear it all the time about, like, sex slaves. Um, somebody owns yeah. them. Uh, so they would mm-hmm. be someone's property. Uh, sometimes it comes with a contract <laughs> in which, you know, they'll okay. say the type of duties, expectations, sexual activity, the kind of clothing you should be wearing, the diet you should have, the routines in your life. So it's very Mm. much a full-on relationship where you're basically just somebody's like sex slave. Full lifestyle. Yeah. And it's typically like a long-term relationship, obviously, because they basically, they're telling you what to wear in the morning and that turns you on. They're telling you what to eat and Mm. that turns you on. Um, 
a lot of times in these relationships, they are more open relationships or polyamorous. Uh, they're not tend they don't tend to be monogamous because okay. you just want to be that person's slave every once in a while, not every single day, because then it's not mm. fun anymore. Right. That'd be a okay. lot too. Yeah. So um, again, and it's something too that it, you go into it contractually. So if at any given time the slave doesn't want to be a slave no more, you're out. Like you're out of the contract. Mm-hmm. So a lot mm-hmm. of these things talk about contracts. I'm sure they're not actually written contracts, but there's again a lot that you need to discuss beforehand if you're going to be in any kind of a submissive part of a relationship. And typically the people who are submissive, just like a side note, are the strong like CEO type. They have a lot of control in their day-to-day life. So they're not like being abused or taken advantage of or anything like that. They're actually looking for this role because it allows them to let go for once. Yeah, because it's the rest of their life. They're so in control of everything else. Yes. And then you have like your uh, domestic servant. So in terms of like BDSM, it's like the power exchange. So the domestic servant basically lives for you to fulfill all of the needs of your household. Like it's not even sex related. It's like fulfilling the needs of the house. Yeah. Um, taking care of all the household chores and tasks. Like that's literally what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're a domestic yeah. servant. That's like where the French maid costume came from. People like okay. to watch you clean the house and that's what gets them off. My daughter was actually telling me, no, hold on. I need to clarify that. My oldest daughter, who is almost 23, <laughs> was telling me that uh, one of her girlfriends would take her clothes to the laundromat and the guy would like get off on cleaning her clothes and like would come to her house and pick them up and clean them and then bring them back again. That was, but there was nothing beyond that. But it was like you could tell that it was like such a turn on for him. And yep. then there was another girl who this guy would send her clothes to wear all the time. And he just wanted to see her in the clothes. Like there was nothing beyond that, but it was like, you must wear these. Yep. So that's this the whole is, idea. Like, it's interesting things. Yeah. Yeah, it's the whole idea behind the domestic servant. So, like, one person, it's mm-hmm. it literally has to do around, like, household chores and things like that. It literally has nothing to mm-hmm. do with sex. Cleaning. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, it's an exchange of power, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they have, like, the pets in the submissive world. Mm, so you yes. would be someone's pet. They put a leash on mm-hmm. you. They walk you around. They might pet you. Mm-hmm. They might want you to like imitate animal sounds and noises, uh, being like hand fed or walked. Yeah. I heard, uh, where was it? It's a podcast. It was something. This girl ended up in Las Vegas and she met this guy, really, really rich guy. And he, they spent like a couple nights together, whatever. And he was like, I'll, do you want to go to Louis Vuitton? I'll buy you whatever you want. I'll close the store down. Da, 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 da. She was like, yeah, sure. He goes, but there's one catch. You have to wear this leash and collar and I'm going to walk you around and whatever you want, you have to bark at it. So the damn girl got herself a Louis Vuitton bag, but she had to go into mm-hmm. the store and literally crawl around on all fours being walked by this man. And that's all he wanted. He didn't want sex. He just wanted her to yep. act like his pet for the day. And her reward was a Louis Vuitton bag. Yeah. So, like, it might seem weird to you, but to some people, you know, 
it is what it Why is. Not? And who knows? If you try it out one day, maybe you too will get a Louis Vuitton bag. <laughs> I love um, it. it. Yeah. And it, it can get really extreme, like very extreme uh, to a point mm-hmm. where they might keep the person in a cage, tell them to get off the furniture. They might have you use like a litter box rather than a toilet. Um, so mm-hmm. if you're going to get into the whole pet, part of being submissive you really need to be open yes because this one's probably the most out of the box non-sexual one that i found Mm -hmm. and then of course you have your typical like good girl good boy um doing everything Mm -hmm. to please your master typically you would have a master if you were a sub good girl good Mm -hmm. boy um you have to be very secure in your feelings in order to do this Mm because you would have like a mommy or daddy right like oh like I did such a good job doing this today or so it's you're very secure in this relationship and it's essentially you're just going to do anything to please him or her because that's your Mm -hmm. mission is just to care for protect and please does that make sense yeah it totally makes sense so yeah and then also there's the other side of it like they'll discipline you when you need it (laughs) yeah right yeah Similar to the mummy daddy thing, except the mummy and daddy tend to be the dominating ones and the good girl, good boy tend to be the submissive. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, in order for people to play those roles, you would have to be really mentally healthy, too, to be able to do it well, to set clear boundaries and to be able to know what it is you're okay with and what you're not okay with. Yeah, these ones are typically more popular amongst like really secure relationships. Like you really trust Mm -hmm. this person. This person really trusts you. They're not going to take advantage of you, um, things Mm -hmm. like that. So it's kind of more up to the dominating partner, like the daddy, Mm -hmm. to ensure that they aren't messing with your mental health. Yeah. Um, And then we have our like princess. So the princess is like princess by day, slept by night. They like to be spoiled, Mm -hmm. pampered all day, Um, slightly different from other subs because they'll serve and submit, um, but only if they're going to get what they want. So it kind of ties into the last one, which is like a brat. So a brat is like submissive. They enjoy like tailing back, misbehaving, uh, being difficult to get attention or to have their needs Mm -hmm. met. They, they kind of enjoy being put in their place. Whereas the princess yeah. wants everything that they want and then they'll give to you later. Okay. The brat is just going to be a brat all fucking day long and then mm-hmm. they'll give you what you want. <laughs> um, so like the brat would like tend to talk back more than the princess. Mm-hmm. I feel like there would be a lot to learn to really dive deep into the BDSM world. Oh, it's like a whole practice. It's like a religion. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of hate for saying that, but it is kind of like a religion. There's different components to it. Mm-hmm. There's different aspects to it. Um, I mean, even just like going into like one part of it, like just being, say, you want to be the brat. I'm sure there's a whole playbook yeah. on how to be a proper brat and how to be a master to a brat. Like there's so many different components mm-hmm. to it. So I feel like it's something where you're kind of always learning. As yeah. you go. Because, um, I mean, these are just 12 simple ones that have been explained. Like right. When, you, you know, like even when we looked at fetishes, 
there was like what 12 we would talk about and about 100 we were like nope (laughs) right yeah so I mean if there's any of these roles in specific that people really want to dive into I mean we can Mm -hmm. I just feel like they all kind of they all have the same kind of layers in terms of like somebody is dominating and someone is submissing. It's just, how are you doing it? It would seem though as well, like when you're getting that deep into BDSM, that it's not really as spontaneous as it's made out to be in movies, no. etc. Especially when there's contracts and stuff involved, right? BDSM is not something that just happens out of the spur of the moment. There are components Mm -hmm. of it, like the activities, like if somebody like chokes you during sex and you really like it, that's an activity Mm -hmm. that goes along with BDSM. Or if somebody bites you, that's an activity that goes along with BDSM. If someone pulls out ropes Mm -hmm. and goes to tie you up, unless you really know this person or you've spoken to them before, or you're just like really, really in the moment, you're probably going to have a pause and be like, excuse me. Sir, what are you doing with those <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what is all this about? Yeah. Yeah. So there's nothing really about the actual BDSM relationships or roles mm-hmm. that is spontaneous and should just happen out of nowhere. There's role playing. Yeah. But that's also mm-hmm. just a small form of activity of BDSM itself. Right. Yeah. I think even if you were with your partner... And for a night, you decided that you were going to be the sub and do everything you were told. Even that would have to be talked about ahead of time. For sure. A hundred percent. Like some of these activities, like breast torture. If somebody held me down and started putting ice on my boobs and then biting my boobs and then whipping my boobs or putting suction devices on them or waxing them and they were doing all this at one time, I would be like, I'm being abused. Yeah, I'm literally being abused. But if I knew ahead of time, Mm -hmm. this person really likes breasts. I don't mind having things done to my breasts. These are the things that they're going to try to do to my breasts. I could be like, yeah, okay, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with that. Not so okay with that. That might be a maybe. Mm -hmm. So you need to talk about these things ahead of time. Or like breath play, like erotic asphyxiation. Okay, a Mm -hmm. little choke during like a one night stand. All right. If you're going to the point where somebody's going to pass out, you need to speak about yep. that before you do it. Yep. Because if you don't, that could end up with a very serious 911 call and your ass is going to jail for trying to be kinky. <laughs> yep. Definitely you need to talk about that ahead of time. Yeah. So uh, like anything sex related, generally, we're talking about it. We're having a conversation. We're making sure everyone feels respected and safe and comfortable and we have consent, mm-hmm. um, but in BDSM, it's almost like you have to consent to the relationship, contract, terms, rules, and agreements, your roles mm-hmm. within, and then the activity is what follows. Yeah. So, like, if you know Consent's that, like, be huge. Yeah. Like, if you know that this woman wants to put a harness on you and walk you around like a fucking dog, you're probably going to assume a lot of the activities that come along with that. Whereas if someone just walks up to you, puts a harness on you and says they're going to walk you like a dog before you even agreed to it, you're like, what the fuck? And then all these activities start coming and demands and you're like, what the fuck? So it's like you kind of have to prep people. It's like you're going in for like an Mm -hmm. audition for a movie 
But if you don't know what the movie is or what your role is supposed to be, it can be really like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's like little things that I'm sure that most people do, like a blindfold or ice cubes, fuzzy handcuffs, or, you know, even being tied up with a scarf or little things that maybe seems pretty normal to throw into your bedroom. Mm-hmm. But when you're actually diving into the world of BDSM and taking it seriously, there's a lot to learn and a lot to really, like communication's got to be key. Consent's got to be key. Being open to talking about all these things is key. It's not something that is for people who aren't able to communicate well. No, because in typical BDSM, you're not just grabbing a pretty little scarf out of your closet and tying your arms together that you can get out of. It's like, no bitch, lay down. I've got this real rope. If you move too much, it's going to cut your skin. You're not going to be able to get out of it. So if you want to try and get out of it, you're going to hurt, get hurt. And Mm -hmm. that's sometimes what people are into is the hurt. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's all about a feeling. Having to, yeah. And fully surrendering. That's, that's hard too. Yeah. Like people, even like in BDSM, there's like gunplay, like people will take unloaded guns and do all kinds of crazy things and put them in all kinds of crazy places. And this is what turns Mm -hmm. them on. If you haven't talked to your partner prior, again, 911, what's your emergency? Um, There's a gun in my vagina. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I didn't consent to it. Right. So. Yeah, it's a, a lot of the stuff is the same as like the kinks and fetishes and things that we talked about, but it can get a lot more degrading. Like there's even like humiliation play. So it's where like you literally just humiliate the fuck out of your partner. You degrade them. Yeah. You make fun of them. Uh, you withhold things from them. You mm-hmm. like make you just, you know, you make them feel like shit. Yeah. And that person Which loves it and they've consented to it. And the person who's doing mm-hmm. it wants to do it. And, you know, for someone like me, if I hadn't consented to that, I'd just be in a ball crying. I'd be like, why are you saying all these mean things Oh my to gosh. Me? Yeah. Yeah. So, like if you knew ahead of time, that's one thing. Yeah. And again, you ha- like, yeah. you have to agree to it because a lot of BDSM is about inflicting some kind of a physical feeling like pain. Mm-hmm. That leads to pleasure. A lot of it is about pain. Yeah. And a lot of mm-hmm. people like pain. Look at those people out there who are covered in tattoos. They don't dislike pain. Yeah. Sure, they love tattoos, but they don't dislike pain. They thrive off of it. Or they wouldn't do it. I think the other thing, too, that I found interesting was reading about how there are so many communities out there that you can become a part of. And this is, we talked about this as well for uh, swinging and polyamory, like really getting involved in a community where you can feel safe to communicate and talk about the things that are going on, the things that you like and learning from these people because they're very like-minded and it means that you don't have to hide anything. Mm -hmm. I think that's really awesome. There's actually like a lot of BDSM. I know when we were talking about swinging and stuff like that, we didn't know if there were a lot of Mm -hmm. clubs around here. There are tons of BDSM clubs in Toronto. Like that's the closest major city to us here. So I'm assuming there are probably tons in Niagara Falls. Um, I'm not sure there's none in this little town of Hamilton over here, but you never know. Most of them look like, well, most of them just look like kind of like old strip clubs or like restaurants and things like that. 
So mm-hmm. I like even just looking here, there's top 10 BDSM clubs in Toronto. They tell you about their experiences there as couples. Uh, you can get education. They have event nights. They have information nights. They have nights where you can meet up with other people who are in your part of the BDSM community, whether that be, you know, the the good girl, bad boy type of thing, mummy, daddy, mm-hmm. slave. So they have different nights where you can learn about the different types of BDSM relationships. So it is educational as well as fun. And then they can also teach you classes, you know, like how to properly Mm -hmm. tie somebody up with a rope and what temperature of wax you should use when you first start out with that kind of play. And, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe like, I don't know, make sure you take the bullets out of your gun before you do your gun play with your, you know, sexual experience. (laughs) Hopefully everybody (laughs) knows that. Hopefully nobody's got guns with bullets, but yeah, but you know, and then there's also ones that are specific just to women. So if you're a lesbian or you're not comfortable being around other men in terms of BDSM, they have clubs that are just for men and clubs that are just for women. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to just walk in on a Saturday night. You can go on a Monday afternoon and have an information session and join a party or join a a BDSM night and check it out, like mm-hmm. see what it's all about. I think that's really, really special because how else are you supposed to learn, right? You can read all you want, but telling you you get to experience in a safe way. You don't actually know what it is you like, what you want to do. Experimenting is so, so important. And to do that in a safe space, that's for sure. The other thing I was reading about was that and it, I actually tell my clients to do this just after regular sex, but having a check-in, right? Because it can bring mm-hmm. up so many emotions and kind of like a, I call it a recap with my clients, you know, what felt good? What didn't feel good? How did you feel? What emotions did it bring up? Is there anything you would change? And just doing this every time to one, take your ego out of it, but two, really checking in with your partner to make sure that they're okay, that they had a good time that there wasn't something that they hated or that felt terrible. Yeah. I think that, that opens up communication. Afterwards, chat, making sure everyone's mm-hmm. still on the same page. Because, again, it says, like, th- every time you engage in the BDSM type of relationship or situation, it's a contract. And the terms of the contract should be set out beforehand. And if at any time you want to change mm-hmm. your contract terms... The rule of mm-hmm. thumb is that you can change them at any time. I think it's important to have all that communication. The more we learn about non-traditional sex styles or sexuality, the more you see that really they all have a down pat, like their communication, the consent, you know, open up, being open to getting feedback or whatever, whereas typical monogamous heterosexual couples are failing hardcore at that well yeah like it's almost a safer more respected way to have sex even though it sounds like it's crazy and taboo and out of the box Mm -hmm. like the type of activities they partake in and the roles that they take on but how many times do you sit down before you have a quote-unquote basic sex 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 session Mm -hmm. and talk about like what you expect what you want your comfortability level, Mm -hmm. like most people don't do that. You just jump into it. And that's why a lot of people are having bad sex. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody talks. They just do it. Yeah. So it's something to think about whether you're doing this kind of activity or not is like, 
you know, like a Friday check-in, like, how's it going? What's up with you? How are you feeling this week? You know, what do you like about Mm -hmm. our sex life? What do you not like about our sex life? Is there anything new you want to try? Is there anything, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm doing that you really love? Is there anything that I could do more of? You know what I mean? Like having those conversations. Yeah. I think they're so important. For sure. But yeah, if you want to go to a good BDSM club or a workshop, there's lots of really good suggestions. Um, there's one place called Good For Her in Toronto, and they do all mm-hmm. kinds of workshops on everything from BDSM to oral sex to open relationships. Like there's lots of places cool. that you can go and get education. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it starts, right? Is getting the education so that you can do it safely and to learn to communicate better. For sure. And if you go into these like sex shops and stuff like that, a lot of times they have information and they can also like tell you where to go to find more mm-hmm. education and information. Um, they're talking to people all day long who are looking for this stuff. It's totally normal to yeah. them. So if you don't feel comfortable asking a friend or just Googling it, go to like your local sex shop and ask them for some information. For sure. For sure. I do think, though, that if you look up BDSM in your city or closest major city, you will definitely find a club. Oh, for sure. I didn't think there'd be as many as there are just around us. Like, Mm -hmm. they're very, very, very accessible. (laughs) Yeah, there's way more BDSM clubs than there is swinging clubs. Or strip clubs. Or just sex. Yeah, there's a ton. Yeah, I I was actually blown away. By how many are just mm-hmm. like within our reach. Yeah. Um, so. There, yeah. So if there's anything that we didn't answer or dive into specifically, we can do like mm-hmm. a whole day on ropes. We could do a whole day on maybe not gun plagues. Guns kind of creep me out. Maybe we'll get a guest for that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if there's anything we didn't kind of touch base on that you really want more info or something like sparked your interest, just let us know. Shoot us a mm-hmm. message, drop us a DM on our Instagram, Cocktails mm-hmm. with BB, or our Twitter account, which we would love if you went and followed us on, which is also at Cocktails with BB. Mm-hmm. And of course, our forever growing Facebook group, Cocktails with a Bond mm-hmm. and Brunette. We just want to engage and chat with you. I mean, we love chatting with each other and sending it out for you, but we love it when you communicate with us even more. And we're hoping that by the end of March, we'll have a few kind of scandalous informational educational interviews on our Patreon page from some of our members who have reached out to us. Uh, They want to be a little bit more private. So unfortunately for you, if you're not on our Patreon, you won't have access to this awesome hot fire material. So once it is launched, we will let you know. Maybe we'll do a giveaway Mm -hmm. or a special. To be determined. I think we should, should, too. I like giving stuff away. (laughs) Me, too. It's always fun. We love the conversation, though. So this actually came from this whole thing, from people really not knowing what BDSM was. And so giving people information about what it is, where you can kind of find things about it, do your research, be safe, learn to communicate better. Stop stereotyping. Yes. Do you? Just just be safe. Because I'm telling you, those ropes that they sell, they're real ropes. Like, just because they're in a sex shop, <laughs> you could probably tie a boat up with them. 
They're so strong like, you know, is what she's saying. Yeah. Start with the scarf and then maybe the double-sided tape that doesn't rip your skin off before you go to like duct tape and ropes. Yes. We've talked about that in a couple of episodes before about, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to um, accidentally end up in the emergency room. That's for damn sure. <laughs> no, absolutely do not. All right, so. guys. Well, we hope that you have a good rest of your day. Maybe you'll get a little spanking in there. Maybe you'll get a little walk from mm-hmm. your partner. Who knows? But if you do, we'd love to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, anything. Temperature play. And if you masks. do the gun play thing. Oh, we have thing. masks. Oh, yeah, masks Oh, yeah, play. let's hear about that. Just leave your masks yeah. on when you get at home. <laughs> but we yeah, also anything. have, remember, we have yeah. our masks that we oh, have for yes. prizes, actually. We do. So you guys could use them in the bedroom. That would be kind of exciting. Mm. I mean, you could be. send us some videos. <laughs> At least a picture. <laughs> At least a picture. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, everybody. Awesome rest of your day. And we look forward to turning. Blah, 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 blah. Clearly, I didn't have enough coffees today. We look forward to tuning in with you again next week. Yes, we do. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Ciao.